Welcome to the Dealing with Goliath podcast. The mission of Dealing with Goliath is to sharpen the psychological edge in negotiation, ethical influencing, and high-impact conversations for business leaders who want to be more effective under pressure, uncover hidden value, and build greater connection, all while increasing profitability. With expert guests across the business spectrum, we deliver gems of wisdom delving into their methods, their thinking, and approach to business life and to problem solving. This is the short form espresso shot of inside podcast interview to boost business performance using our five questions in 15 minutes or so format. My guest today is Adam Bude. Adam is an international published author, sales expert, and course creator who helps growth mindset and purpose-driven business owners to scale their business by increasing their sales, profits, and systems, creating more time to work on their business instead of in it, so they have a saleable asset of real value. Adam combines nearly 30 years of commission-based selling, sales management, sales training, and business ownership across multiple industries, sectors, and markets. Through his connect, communicate, and convert strategy, Adam is changing the way business and sales is done, moving away from the industrial age transactional selling to the new age of relationship selling. Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Thank you, Alan. I'm excited to be here. Appreciate the invite. Great. So look, it sounds like we have quite a lot in common there. There's a lot of overlap, but let's just clarify it a little bit further for our audience. Who is your ideal client and what do you find is their biggest challenge they face? Yeah, the uh, it's a good question. Um, small to medium businesses is, is, is my forte, uh, turning over at least 500,000 up to that 20 million uh, mark and, and having a sort of small to medium sales force, but it's still owner-occupied driven. So what we find is a lot of the times they may not have that sales manager in place and it's the business owner that's doing the training, calling the shots and whatnot. So getting in there and, and helping them um helping them really change their sales culture and most importantly upskill in, in a uh, an authentic and ethical way is something that most business owners uh don't do uh, what i've found their biggest challenges um to date is um is really converting enough sales from their sales pitches or their presentations. Uh, I had somebody today uh, which I did a sales um, training session with and the first thing she asked me was, um, I want you to help me with my closing. But what she didn't realise, the closing starts well before the presentation starts and right. we're actually closing all the way through. So it's not just that what do you say when the secretary says no kind of answer? So um, focus. what I've also found most small businesses are doing is they're focusing more on new client acquisition as opposed to focusing more on client retention and referral business. Uh, and that's a, that's a big thing, particularly heading into a recession. It's not about more new clients. It's about how do we work with more of what we already have. Yeah, and it's such a great point. And you, you started into answering my second question a bit there. We'll dive into it further. You know, what are the, some of the common mistakes people make when, when they're trying to solve that problem? And and I love that the number one, as you said, they're, they're neglecting some. And, and is that a fair word? They start to neglect their their current uh, client base, always wanting the new thing. Uh, and is that something that you help them address? Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, you be you, so the average the average client retention in a business should be three years, depending on on the business itself. Um, there's going to be certain businesses which is a one stop shop, like bang, you're done, and it's that's it. That's just a one one off transaction. But if you're in a service based environment, if you're in a relationship based environment, uh, the focus should be on new acquisition. How do we work with them for a long period of time? How do we turn them into our raving marketing machine so that we're not actually wasting money on lead generation? So the biggest mistakes that I see sort of transitioning into that, Al, is that uh, marketing companies have done a fantastic job convincing the business owners that you need more leads to get more sales. Uh, I'm going to call bullshit on that because that Excellent. is not true. <laughs> you don't need more leads to get more sales. What you do need is to get better at your connection and your communication with the leads that you've got to increase more sales from the leads that you have and from the database that you have because there is so much untapped potential that business owners are not focusing on because all they are focusing on is getting more sales and new, new customers. And, and I presume that that plays very much into your, your connect, communicate and convert strategy. Could you just give us a quick overview of how those pieces fit together or, or, or as it, because you, you've been touching on this already. And I just, I am quite fascinated because as you say, it's something I see as well. They're always, uh, it's a little bit of shiny object syndrome almost that you're always chasing, as you said, that new thing, whereas there's this wealth of reservoir of resources, of potential connections uh, and potential opportunities with the same clients you already have a working relationship with. So can you just give us even an overview on, on some of your approach on that? Yeah, the, the connect, um, communicate, convert, it's it's very, it's it's straightforward in my mind because one of the biggest problems that we see today, Al, is that consumers are disengaged. You know, people have been sold to for many, many, many years. They've been taken advantage of. They've been lied to. Uh, and they're just treated as walking ATMs. You know, people look at them and think, how much money can I get from this person instead of how can I actually be of service to this human? And the, the connection part is... If we want to peel, I know we've only got 15 minutes, so I'll do this quickly. If we if we peel it back a little bit and we know the old know me, like me, trust me, well, that is very left brain, okay? That's a transactional world where we're trying to force an outcome for someone to trust. Whereas um, if somebody resonates with you, then you don't need to spend any time working on know me, like me, trust me. It's an instant reson resonation. So there's a deeper level of connection straight away. So what we need to do is we need to learn how to connect with our audience in our marketing and how we put ourselves out there on our socials, forming a connection with another human being, not to sell them, but to nurture them. And as they're coming into our into our spheres, that nurturing process can take time. But what that nurturing process is doing is it's giving the consumers the ability to open up 
instead of them always having their arms closed because they're scared they're being sold to. So when we learn on how to create that connection first, then it gives us the opportunity to learn how to communicate with these people properly. And too often I'll see, I wrote in my book, you know, we're given two ears and one mouth for a reason. Um, too often do I see people talking other people down into submission to buy instead of listening to what it is that they want to buy and servicing that. So when we get better at our communication with another human being, what we'll find is that we will naturally increase our conversion rates significantly because people will say to you, so Al, what's the next step? Instead of waiting for you to say, so this is what we're going to do. Uh, sign here, press hard, three copies. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, right, the way it was done in the past. Uh, and I love, I love that approach, Adam. I have to say because it sounds like you're, you're initially you might be doing outbound, but it's actually inbound marketing, as you said, because when they're ready, having laid the groundwork, as I said, through some of that marketing about what you're actually about, how you actually might serve your clients. But then they step forward to you. It's almost the coaching principle. You know, I, I, you know, I used to coach coaches. And that was one of the key things. People wanted to hunt after the client, metaphorically speaking, to I want to have all this value to give you, you know. And that was the opposite. You had to have it calm them down and they had to step over to you, which was hugely important because, you know, it's about the client autonomy. It's one thing I keep saying to, to my clients, you know, they have to nurture their autonomy. Then it's from them. It's their in, intrinsic intrinsic decision absolutely fabulous stuff so that's a that's a very and thank you for a very i know it was brief uh overview there so there's this huge huge amount more moving parts to that but what might be one valuable free action that our audience could take to start maybe down that path um it's a really good question. I suppose I've got on my website a free pocket guide, uh, which anybody can download, and that's basically about how to get more sales um, and make more customers. And it's just a very simple ebook that they can that they can grab. Um, I, I think the the biggest thing is um, is actually spending time working on your mindset and changing the way that you think about business. And I and I and I say that because uh, it wasn't until I had my first hundred thousand US um, commission month that I realised that everything that I was doing in business was wrong. So <laughs> change changing the way that we operate, I would be I'd be downloading a lot of free content. There's heaps of it out there on on how we can actually serve instead of take. So it's it's having that perspective of how can I serve the client rather than how do I get this sale over the line? Yes. Absolutely. And I, I couldn't agree more. This is something again that I, I, I do with my own clients. So I I'm I'm very much looking forward to reading your book. Uh so with that I is said that people changing their perspective from serving because let's be honest one of the difficulties with that is that they think they're probably not going to get the sale over the line is that the fear is that why we don't do is it more vulnerable is that is that the problem moving into that mindset yeah i think um i think there's i got some let's move my computer up the uh, sun coming in i think there's two things there one people are afraid of rejection 
um, and they don't understand that people are not rejecting them personally, but they're actually rejecting what it is that they're flogging to them. They don't want it. Um, when when we understand the difference between and, and what I call it with, with my uh, workshops, hours, I teach people how do we move away from the industrial age of business and that's the age that we're living in now. That is 100% transactional. And then we move into what I call the relationship age of business, which is 100% obviously relationship building and, and referral business. Um, what people don't get in that transactional business model, and this is why I call BS on the marketing companies, direct marketing, you generate three leads from any outbound marketing and you will get three sales. So 100 leads for three sales, you will get a 3% return. And that has been my statistic year upon year upon year, um, industry upon industry upon industry, face-to-face, -face, over the phone, on stage, it doesn't matter. If you're operating in a transactional direct um, response world, you have a 3% return. That to me says that's a lot of wasted time a lot of wasted money, a lot of wasted resources, a lot of wasted energy. Um, and if we're talking about the human psychology, that's a lot of rejection that a human being has to put up with. And unfortunately, they do not have the stamina to stick it out for too long if they're constantly being bombarded by a brick wall. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what, how, do you have numbers as to how what sort of leap you can help people make when they start to step into the the serving not just selling yeah yeah so when you move into the relationship age if we look at referral business which comes from collaboration so today you and i are collaborating on a call um right. for the greater good of your community right so if a lead was to come through a form of collaboration via as a referral um, if you had 10 leads that are referrals come through to you you would have to have if you were really bad at least five conversations with those 10 leads right. because they're seeking you out yeah it's very different to spending all of your time trying to cold call or warm call someone who's responded to an ad right but you're getting at least a 50 percent. if you're not getting at least a 50 percent uh, response rate then you know that you've got problems with your processes and your communication excellent excellent and, uh, i mean people you usually say approximately 50 percent return on your time shall we say if you want to go back into some of that sort of thinking but you can immediately see the the magnitude of difference that it makes but it's also as you say that people are they're coming to you. You're not reaching out to them. And the difference that makes, just in the setup, in the structure, it's a radically different proposal. Uh, no, it is. absolutely. And the reason that that's so different, Al, is because in the transactional selling model of the world that we live in and we do business in, 60% of the people that respond to an ad are not looking for what you've got to sell them. Dare I ask, what are they looking for? Are they just curious what it is you're doing? Yeah, as they're on their phone, they're scrolling like, oh, that looks interesting. Right. So they're just browsing. 
right not not uh not not searching for a solution gotcha yeah and, and as you said a lot of this a lot of these connections coming in warm where there is that basis of oh i've worked with this person they're trustworthy they're likable you know when the sh1t hit the fan they reacted in the best possible way you know when i had that terrible day and i actually was quite a little bit rude to them they were excellent they were human we dealt with each other so well all the ups and downs of a business relationship over time they can actually vouch for you um so yeah no it can make a huge difference that's what we all want i think it's all the more so with all this coming ai talk chat gtpts and standard processes being more and more outsourced to robots right that is the human connection that I, I'm fairly convinced is what will make the bigger and bigger difference. I, I do too. I am not a fan of chat GPT, um, and I absolutely disagree with AI as marketing. If we're looking at that connect, communicate component of our, because human beings, are so, we're mammals, we're social beings that we crave connection. If we don't know anymore what we're talking to, then the trust levels have just been blown out of the water. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. That's why these sort of conversations are so important. People actually talking to people. Uh, it's a, it's how refreshing that'll be in just a few years' time. Uh, so what might be the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? Why do... Um, why don't more business owners focus on the buyer's journey instead of the seller's journey? <laughs> I love it. Okay, tell me more. Why don't they? So if we, well, they don't because they're focused on getting the sale. Mm -hmm. That's all they're focused on. So they're focused on themselves. Uh, their actions are self-serving. And because their actions are self-serving, their response rate is so low. If we're focusing more on the buyer's journey, when we understand what that journey is, I shared with you that 60% are not looking for what you've got to sell. Why is it that most salespeople will spend most of their time trying to convince that 60% to buy? Right. 20% of the people, um, at least 40% that are in the buyer's journey, 20% of that, um, uh, of the last 100, so we look at the 60% are not interested, 20% know they want something, but they don't know what it is. Yeah. They actually need us to help educate them on what's the right thing for them. Great example in that category there. Um, I thought we recently purchased a new car. Uh, we thought we knew exactly the model that we wanted and the brand that we wanted, and we drove away with a completely different brand and a completely different model because it act, the one that we wanted actually didn't serve our needs. Absolutely. So, so understanding the buyer's journey. So we're bringing people through our funnel system and we're educating and we're nurturing and we're, we're informing them of stuff. So we move them from that 20% to the 17%. And that 17% of the people that respond to an ad know what they want. They've done all their research. They're just looking for a couple of little validations to make sure they're making the right buying decision. Again, right. that comes from listening more, talking less. 
and then you've got the last three percent that have already done their research and they're only buying you not because of you they're buying you because of price they know what they want they've, they've already got it all they're jumping onto google whoever's got the cheapest deal today gets the business they're not people you want to be fishing for but they're the people that i say is um is reward for showing up so the more you show up the universe will just keep you supporting you along the way um, so when we understand that that's the buyer's journey as a seller we can't be looking at every single lead as a close because it just doesn't work that way anymore and that human connection that you're talking about that i agree with wholeheartedly that comes in that process of that nurturing to really build that connection because people are only buying us how because they believe we can deliver the solution that they're after. Excellent. Excellent. And just to quickly loop back to your little story about the car. So by way of example, you had an idea of what you wanted in your head. You you came and you spoke to someone obviously knowledgeable about the car. The car salespeople don't have the best reputation in the world. And yet I take it that you were very happy with the outcome. Yeah, well, I was. Um, not so much from him because he allowed me to buy. He didn't educate me. Okay. So he wasn't he wasn't pushy. But after we drove the first car, we realized that's not what we want. So then he did a he did a couple of questions and he said well, what about this right and that's okay so that's fit your better. that ticked the boxes that you actually need to tick okay very good so it wasn't full full uh experience that you would recommend but it was halfway there no halfway there i still don't recommend car salesmen or insurance salespeople or real estate agents <laughs> <laughs> excellent stuff excellent stuff so where can people reach out to you where can people find you on the interwebs yeah thank you the little qr code that you can see there that'll go directly into my diary i'm i'm based on the gold coast australia so Beautiful. we have a bit of a time difference from uh, from where you're positioned but um yeah that'll take you straight there if you can't find a time that's suitable for you it's got all my contact details on the website you can send me an email you can connect with me on linkedin um and we can we can take it from there absolutely and reach out to, uh, to adam here's a 30-minute complimentary sales strategy session there we can have an in-depth in-depth discussion with them but also have a look at the authentic sales training academy.com where there's an awful lot of resources and many other interviews with Adam there, which you can get more little gems uh, to whet your appetite before uh, having a chat with him. So, Adam, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me on. Cheers. Appreciate your time.